Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Training Room Talk. I'm Dr. John Herding. I'm here with Rob Rubina. What's up, guys? Dr. Ray Carr. Hey, how's everybody doing today? And Dr. Nick Perigini. Excited to be here. Today, we're going to talk about what the ribs down cue actually means in the training and rehab settings. So we were talking a little bit about this off, um, off mic, and we... You know, it's a cue that is being used a lot in strength and conditioning and rehab settings, but we don't really feel like all the time people really understand what ribs down means and what you're trying to achieve with some of those positions. Um, so I'm going to let Nick take this um, first because he has some thoughts that he wants to get out to the masses right away. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So ribs down is a cue that, uh, you know, is, is used commonly and, you know, in some of the, some of the settings that we see it in is, you know, overhead, overhead lifting. And a lot of times what you'll see is if someone is potentially missing uh, shoulder, shoulder flexion, or doesn't really understand how to coordinate and, and create stiffness um, in the rib cage and pelvis, you know, what we'll see is just some overextension of, of the lumbar spine, right? And you'll see that by kind of an arching, of the lower back as the shoulders go overhead, you know, um, if you were holding a barbell or some kind of weight overhead in that position. And so ribs down is really to create stiffness or rigidity, you know, in, in the spine and to maintain the relationship of the rib cage over your pelvis. So ribs down oftentimes is to clean that cue up. The one problem and the one thing that we were talking about today is that ribs down does not necessarily mean to flex your abs or to flex your, your main trunk flexors, your, your, your rectus abdominis. And one of, the, one of the things that we're going to be talking about today is how ribs down actually uh, refers to ribs down, back, and in, moving in three planes of motion uh, instead of just ribs down and, and flexing the abs really tight pulling us just into uh, spinal flexion or, or, or anti-extension. And the reason why we want ribs down, back, and in is actually to, to create a, a con, um, a increased relationship between the rib cage and the, pel- and the uh, scapula, and when we're go- especially when we're going overhead. And what that allows for ribs down, back, and in is a you know, rounded or maintenance of thoracic kyphosis, so the scapula then, the concave scapula can then uh, rotate upward, you know, upward rotation, um, protract around a rounded or kyphotic rib cage. So instead of getting straight spinal flexion through rectus abdominis with uh, with the ribs down cue, really what we're looking for is, and, and we're able to attain this ribs down, back and in through an exhale using uh, the leverage of the internal oblique, the full exhale, to have the ribcage move in a, in a three-dimension movement. I agree, Nick. I think that's great. I think all the time in training, what you end up seeing is, is an overactive rectus. That's a big 
um, faulty movement when trying to identify and move a rib cage. So if you're first trying to achieve that kind of sagittal plane control of the of the rib cage, the cue that I always use is let's exhale fully, and then that usually gets your ribs down position. Um, so I, I agree with everything you just said. I think it's great. Um, I think oftentimes in training, ribs down doesn't really achieve what we're looking for. Right. It actually achieves a, a poor positional pattern um, of the of moving the rib cage and a rectus of dominant dominance, which is not good. Um, and instead, focus on more of a full exhale. This is something that we are trying to achieve. Yeah. yeah so I think. Sorry, Ray. Go ahead. Uh, you're good. Right. Um, I was just gonna say. I agree with everything that you guys have said so far. Um, I think the ribs down, I mean, I think it's it's something that can be a huge indicator rib position of what's going on in the rest of the body. And as a strength coach, as a physical therapist, that can give you a great deal of information on maybe compensation that's taking place or some kind of movement that should be taking place that's not. Um, we were actually talking off air um, prior to getting this running and I know Nick Nick seems like he thinks it's a uh, fairly frequently used cue. I know me, John, and Rob, we haven't seen it as much. Um, but, I mean, regardless, it's something that should be being used more um, to help coach athletes into a better position and, you know, overall move better. So think about what the, the goal of the rectus abdominis is. It's a, a phasic prime mover muscle for a trunk flexion. It's not your, it shouldn't be your primary muscle stabilization through your torso. Um, that should be built through pressure and it should be built through um, proper position of internal obliques, transverse abdominis, and, and bringing ribs down, back, and in helps to achieve that position. Um, you also have to think about when do you want to cue something like this. So, so Nick kind of touched on it a little bit with like T-spine mobility and an overhead um, ribs down, back, and in might help you to find a better T-spine position to get shoulder flexion to go overhead, which a lot of people need to find. Um, ribs down, for me, will also help people find that neutral spine position. Like if someone's having trouble with a posterior pelvic tilt, ribs down helps them find a posterior pelvic tilt. Um, but don't forget looking at infrasternal angle when you're deciding when to use this cue, right? Um, because infrasternal angle is going to help you figure out what you're using um, to help maintain trunk stability and rib position. Um, if you're looking at a, an infrasternal angle and they have a narrow infrasternal angle, they're already rectus dominant. So you're going to have to help them open up infrasternal angle, find internal obliques, and build pressure from the inside out. Um, and, and help them reduce their, their, their phasic trunk stabilization strategies through a rectus. Um, if they have a wide infrasternal angle, you want to help teach them a little bit more of an exhale and find internal obliques to help put them pull ribs down, back, and in. So um, sometimes um, don't forget to look at the big picture when figuring out what they really need as you're moving them through the process of rehab and, and um, training. And I was going to get your guys' thoughts. So imagine you're a strength coach, PT, and you're listening to this. And you're like, okay, well, how do I know? Should I be coaching ribs down? Should I not? I mean, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, the infrasternal angle. Um, is that something you guys pay most attention to as well in terms of coaching that or not? 
Yeah, I mean, always looking at infrastructure angle to help um, figure out reposition and um, help dictate your interventions from there. If you're working, if you're thinking proximal foundation to distal mobility or stability. Yeah, I mean, I think from a just a general rib cage standpoint, the more information you have about where the rib cage is and how it's positioned, if it's really wide, if it's really narrow, you know, um, will help you cue and coach athletes better. So that that's kind of my general thoughts on it. I think it's um, from an overall standpoint, I, I understand why someone would want to use a, a ribs down type of cue. Um, it's probably it, 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 it a ribs down cue gets someone in the right position that you want them to be in. It just gets them there wrong and faulty. So I feel like, you know, it's it might look like they're in good position when they're doing the exercise, whether it's they're doing push-ups. It's, it's, in essence, it's fake flexion. It's not what we're looking for. And get proper exhales will get you proper, quote-unquote, flexion of the, of the ribcage. Right. With that, you also need like posterior metastinum or um, dorsal rostral expansion between your shoulder blades um, to really get that thoracic spine flexion and serratus kind of pulling you back into what Nick was talking about, that um, natural kyphotic posture, which a lot of us tend to lose as, as we go through everyday life. And I think we're also talking about a very, we've all mentioned the dominant rectus. Like, how do you know if someone's overusing rectus? And one way that I like to figure that out is if someone's supine and having them just try to post your pelvic tilt and fully exhale. So if they can do those two things without flexing the rectus, then that shows that they understand what you're trying to accomplish when you're cueing a posture pelvic tilt with hamstrings and a full exhale with a, with a full proper breath. Um, so that's my first step in, in identifying, hey, like, do you understand what I mean by fully exhale and posture pelvic tilt? Um, with the proper muscles than just getting ribs down. So I think it starts teaching that early in the in the rehab process or in the early in the training session is getting someone whether supine or quadruped and making sure they have nice jelly belly abs, getting full exhales and and then they'll get that nice zone of that position that we're all looking for, which is the ribs ribs down position. Um, so I think it's first starts there, taught there, and then you build upon those concepts throughout your training session and throughout your rehab process. One of the one of the things I like about that, Rob, is um, when you're looking at ribs down, back, and in, you're not necessarily just looking at it from an anterior view. And really, if we're looking for you know that rib cage retraction, there's actually going to be a little bit of movement, you know, laterally um, and posteriorly, not just in the sagittal plane, inferiorly pulling the actual you know sternum down to the spine, which is like that fake flexion, like you referred to. Yeah, and and so to. Um, piggyback off of what you said, Rob, when you have someone in hook lying and you're, you're watching them breathe and post your pelvic tilt with the hamstrings, um, infra, a narrow infrasternal angle might point toward an increased rectus dominance. Um, and if you see that when you're trying to get them to post your pelvic tilt, their, their rectus and their six-pack abs pops and they have little divots on either side where an internal obliques could, should kind of fill that stuff out for the soft jelly belly abs, then you know that they're just pulling the pubic symphysis up with rectus and we need to kind of we need to cue other things to help them find good good position yeah and t-spine's probably still extended there yeah mm -hmm. yeah so when when should we use ribs down what's what's one when would we use it in a movement in a 
position? I, I think I, the only way I would use that is just to, to, to teach an athlete what we're looking for. Yeah. Because they, they, they all understand that better than ribs down back in him. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So yep. I think for an athlete understanding our concepts of what we're trying to, to teach, um, I would use that as a teaching tool and say, hey, look, this is what our, when I say ribs down, or maybe you as a coach will use that term, but you actually mean fully exhale. Right. So I think as long as there's good congruency between the coach and the athlete and everyone's on the same page of what that means and the athlete understands what that means, that'd be, that'd be the only scenario I would I would use that. I think that's key, Rob. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it's exhale through resistance or pursed lips or sometimes we'll bring out a balloon. Um, because ribs down, especially with the populations we see, they're going to go into high threshold strategies to find it. And they'll just they'll figure it out and maybe do it um, non-authentically. So it just exhale through a little bit of resistance, through pursed lips, and that usually just gets them into the position. That posterior pelvic tilts them, that, that authentically helps them find the movement. A good cue is one that works and gets what gets the person to do what you want them to do. And if ribs down is that and they understand that, it what we're refer, referring to is not just high threshold, you know, rectus dominant um, strategy, then awesome. You know, use ribs down as long as yeah. everyone's on the same page. And that's, that's with any cue, right? Yeah, I mean, I think cues are going to vary on an individual basis. I mean, you have to find – what cues fit and get the you know most positive response from your athlete or patient um you know could be any number one of so excellent guys so hopefully if you're using the ribs down cue um with your athletes or with your rehab patients that helps bring a different perspective to um the cue for you or the movement for you um, as always, if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a message on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email me at jherding at thetrainingroompt.com. Um, also, please spread the word, share the podcast if you find our information useful. We're, we're trying to spread the good word and, and get this information out for um, professionals and patients and athletes alike. Um, so thanks again for listening, guys. Until next time, Training Room Talk. <laughs>